You're listening to Audio Divina, reflecting on the gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney, STB. In this episode for Holy Thursday, we look at the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 1 to 15, where Jesus symbolically shows his limitless love for his own in his self-gift for his own. His loving care for others, shown through the washing of the feet, is the way that all his disciples are called to follow. We begin now with a reading of the text by page. Before the festival of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father, having loved those who were his in the world, loved them to the end. They were at supper, and the devil had already put into the mind of Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had put everything into his hands, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. And he got up from the table, removed his outer garments, and, taking a towel, wrapped it round his waist. He then poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel he was wearing. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, At the moment, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Never, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus replied, If I do not wash you, you can have no share with me. Simon Peter said, Well then, Lord, not only my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus said, No one who has had a bath needs washing. Such a person is clean all over. You too are clean, though not all of you are. He knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said, though not all of you are. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments again, he went back to the table. Do you understand, he said, what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and rightly so I am. If I then, the Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you must wash each other's feet. I have given you an example, so that you may copy what I have done to you. We will now hear a reflection on the text by Father Maloney. The famous reading that we have for this evening's celebration tells the story of the foot washing, a ceremony which has been repeated over the centuries at this celebration of the Holy Thursday Mass of the Lord's Supper, when we actually do the foot washing in the context of the liturgy. It comes from the very first chapter of Jesus' last evening with his disciples. The passage opens by again situating the events in the period of the Passover. Once Jesus comes to the Passover at the end of his ministry, as we read some weeks ago when we talked about the coming of the Greeks at the Feast of Passover, once that Passover arrives, then the story is always set in this final Passover. And so before the festival of the Passover, we get an indication of the whole of the ministry and the future of Jesus indicated in the very first verse. Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, something that we saw again back in our earlier reading in John 12, 
When the Greeks came to Jesus, my hour has come, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Jesus knowing that the hour has come. And this glorification of Jesus has more to it than his lifting up on the cross. It is also an hour when he would pass from this world to the Father. Before that passing, however, he has always loved his own. And now we are told that he will love them to the end. The expression, he loved them to the end, has a double meaning. He loves them to the end in the sense of a chronological end, the end that is marked by his very last breath on a cross. But it is also an end which indicates the immensity of Jesus' love for his own, manifesting the love of God. He loves them to the end in the sense of he loves them to the extent that no one else could ever possibly love. It is just an incredible, perfect, consummate love that happens. So he loves them to the end, to the time of his death and to the quality of his love. Then we return to the upper room. We're told that they were at supper. There's a mistranslation in the text we have. We needn't worry too much about that. It says that the devil had put it into the mind of Judas Iscariot. The text really says, the devil had already decided in his own mind that Judas Iscariot would betray Jesus. In fact, that decision doesn't come till the second half of chapter 13, after Jesus has given Judas the morsel. And then we read, the devil entered into him. But that needn't worry us here, because we're only doing the first half of the chapter. Jesus knew God's design. He knew that the Father had put everything into his hands because he had come from the Father and he was going back to the Father. So there is this coming from God, this ministry that he must do, loving his own in the world, loving them to the very end, and once that is done, he will return to the Father. So Jesus knows all this. This is a very unique way in which John presents Jesus as in command of the whole situation. Very different from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But with that knowledge of God's design, he turns everything on its head. He got up from table, removed his outer garment, taking a towel, wrapped it round his waist, poured water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet. This service, regularly rendered to people who come for meals, was done in the household by the lowest of the lowest servants, slaves. This is the work of the underprivileged, the people who deserve no respect. And so Jesus humiliates himself. We can't get around that. He humiliates himself, going down on his knees with his clothes off him, as his clothes will be taken off him at his crucifixion. And he's humbled at his crucifixion. And he begins to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel he was wearing. Now, Peter sees that this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in the established order of things, where Jesus, their Lord and Master, should not be doing these things. And he asks him, Lord, using the title of honour, are you going to wash my feet? I mean, what a stupid thing for you to be doing. And Jesus answers, at the moment, you do not know what I'm doing. But later, 
once we've been through this self-gift in love, which is glorification, lifting up, and life to all, then you will understand. But Peter will not accept what Jesus has told him. Never, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus responds with a few words, which however were very significant, and they are very significant when you read them in the original language. If I do not wash you, you cannot share with me. You can have no share with me. That expression means unless you allow this washing process administered by Jesus to take place, you cannot share in the saving effects of the death and resurrection of Jesus. This is an explicit reference to baptism. This is a symbolic indication to Peter and to all the readers and to all the listeners and to all of us who celebrate that it is through washing that we participate with the saving effects of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And as always across the Gospels, Peter reverses his opinion and gets it wrong. Peter seems to think that the more he gets washed, then the more participation in Jesus he will have. Well, if that's the case, not only my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Wash me all over. And then I'll have more share. Well, he hasn't understood. So Peter initially will not accept this gesture of Jesus, and then he misunderstands it. And then Jesus speaks rather ominously. Not everyone needs washing because you're clean all over through the baptism. But there is one who is not clean. This is the first hint, as John explains, that he knew who was going to betray him. And that is why he said, though not all of you are clean. So in this passage, we have this amazing statement about God's love being revealed in Jesus, who loves his own in the world and loves them to the end, shows this enormity of love by getting on his knees, humiliating himself, serving them in this incredible way as a symbol of his death and the participation that we have in his death in washing, in baptism. But Peter misunderstands and Judas will betray him. And then he turns to his disciples as he did in John 12 when he said the grain of wheat must fall into the earth so that it can bear much fruit. Now he says to the disciples again, do you understand what I've done for you? They obviously haven't. One doesn't understand. One will betray him. So he explains. You call me Master and Lord. That's correct. I am. If then the Lord and Master has washed your feet, you must wash each other's feet. For I have given you an example that you may copy what I have done for you. After the gift of the morsel, in the second half of this chapter of the Gospel, even giving the morsel to Judas, Jesus says something very simple. I have given you a new commandment that you may do as I have done to you. So after the washing, I have given you an example that you may do what I have done to you. After the morsel, I've given you a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So as the disciple was also like Jesus to fall into the ground and die, if he's going to bear much fruit, if he's going to be more than a single seed, so also 
the disciple must continue to wash the feet in love and service so that others may have life. Because it is only in doing what Jesus has done that we will be able to continue his loving presence in our story. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus puts it very beautifully. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. These words from the Gospel of Mark, read in the light of what we've reflected on from John 13, is a summons to all Christians, all of us celebrating this beautiful season of Lent and Easter, not to seek to be served, but to serve and to give our lives as a ransom for many. We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the track now and resume when you're ready to return. Welcome back. We conclude now with a reading of the text by Michael. Before the festival of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father, having loved those who were his in the world, loved them to the end. They were at supper, and the devil had already put into the mind of Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had put everything into his hands, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. And he got up from table removed his outer garments, and taking a towel, wrapped it round his waist. He then poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel he was wearing. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, At the moment you do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Never, said Peter. You shall never wash my feet. Jesus replied, If I do not wash you, you can have no share with me. Simon Peter said, Well then, Lord, not only my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus said, No one who has had a bath needs washing. Such a person is clean all over. You too are clean, though not all of you are. He knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said, Though not all of you are. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments, again he went back to the table. Do you understand, he said, what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and rightly, so I am. If I then, the Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you must wash each other's feet. I have given you an example so that you may copy what I have done to you. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for this episode, Paige and Michael. If you would like to be a reader or have any other feedback, please contact us at audiodivina at or on our Facebook page.